हेलो एवरीवन दिस इज कथक का चक्कर माय नेम इज प्रमित एंड दिस प्लेस इज डिजाइन टू बी अ सेंट्रल प्लेटफॉर्म टू ब्रिंग कॉन्वर्सेशंस विद कथकर्स अक्रॉस द ग्लोब The following is a conversation with Moshumi Mukhopadhyay, a Kathaka based out of Columbus, Indiana. In this conversation, we talk about the importance of collaborations, who you shouldn't shouldn't collaborate with, you know, how to find people who are like-minded. We talk about how and why we express ourselves through dance and when do you really start doing that in your journey? We talk about what is it about Kathak that kids like how do you get them interested how those classes look different and we also talk about the causes that moshimidi kind of feels passionate about and those are the ones she connects with through dance as well so yeah i'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy this one um before i get started just wanted to thank dr anandita sen anandita di for introducing me to you and getting the setup um and just to start off with moshimidi just wanted to know When it comes to using Kathak as a form of expression, expressing yourself, how, what does that mean to you? Okay, so I'll start with the same. I thank Anindita Sen, uh, my dear assistant friend and uh, co-dancer, to make me connect to you. Um, so, uh, and then coming back to the topic, uh, Kathak as an expression, it's an expression of myself, my inner self. It's an expression of the artist, the environment that I'm trying to depict. It's an expression of when and where I'm doing this part, and it's it, it's a free means of communication. It's a free medium of communication in in my mind. Um, it helps me uh, connect um, and be and my my health well being. Uh, we talk these days a lot about mental health. Hmm. and kathak in my mind connects directly to my mental health hmm. it's a means of communication a medium of open conversation not just with myself with my community with my family um so i see it's a holistic means of expression in all forms and it's heavily influenced by my learnings hmm. uh, from my gurujis uh with respect to how it played a role in abhinaya in from coming from the roots of natya shastra and the various aspects hmm so on that note like are there any specific aspects of kathak that help you express more than the other is it like being by yourself being on stage what it, what does it when what helps you express more or not be right i think uh the learnings of kathak is what helps me express more it's a, it's an it's a very different feeling when you are dancing in front of an audience and start on, on a stage or on a platform and connecting that's a very different aspect where um where there are you know critical aspects that you have to connect with right uh with respect to uh what you're trying to do there's an aspect of the the music uh the uh and then the instrument that i'm connecting with because there's rhythm involved and then the nrita piece of it that i'm trying to connect them so that is a very different because you're trying to in, get involved and to make sure that the audience connects and gives you that and that gives you the pleasure and it's it's both ways it's for me because i love this art form and then it's for the audience to also appreciate and enjoy what i'm trying to show to them 
that's a that's a that's a communication between my me and my 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 co uh, fellow artists and and to whom i'm performing to my audience target but when i'm expressing about myself that doesn't have to be with anybody else right that's in my rehearsal corner in my in my basement basically and um and there where what i'm doing i'm practicing with the learnings that i have done from over the years so kathak when i think of expression there are multiple aspects if i have to think there's a abhinaya aspect to it there is uh the character the nayak nayika aspect to it and then the aspect of communication to it um when i talk about communication again i'm going to go back to that basic again there are four elements uh, that comes to place as angik that is your body expressions your body hand movements um your hasta chakra or whatever you're trying to perform with there's the vachik uh, that's expressions the bowls the tukras that you're seeing how you're delivering and it, or with a music piece that you're trying to deliver that message or that piece where you're trying to work on there's an uh, aharya piece which which is very uh, not relevant when i'm practicing in my rehearsal place right because there's no costumes or jewelry coming to the play but there is a big piece which is the satvik piece which is my inner ex- expressions involvement and and when you are in that mode you just want to do what you were trying to do right you're, you're not you're trying to be engrossed you're trying to do a kind of a um a ritual in a way because you're trying to do a, a, a kind of follow a particular set of steps and that kind of gets you to that communication that inner expression that you're trying to create at that point so they're all interconnected I hope this explains what I'm trying to say. Yes, it does. It does for sure. Uh, from what yes. I understand, there's a, there's an ex- the expression the expressions are like bi-directional when you're on stage because it's from the audience and to the audience as well. And when you're by yourself, it's just for you. And one thing I want I'm very curious about is like, Mushmiti, um, and like in your opinion, how long does it take for someone to express oneself through Kathak? You know, because I feel like in the beginning you're just like. trying to get the beat right you're trying to get your angle straight you're trying to like set your angles and all that so i don't think there's a lot of expression happening in the beginning stages how long do you feel it takes someone typically or how long do it take you i guess let's start with that i think it's very subjective mm-hmm. as if a kid who is learning you know it's it's very hard i would say for a kid to get understanding of all the expressions and that is where uh, from my gurus and gharana where i come from um you know they're not they're not learners until they until you know you are in a age where you have had a lot more experiences like a 16 year old when the 16 year old performance performs to um yoshada you know uh, and and then when a 31 year old a 35 year old performs a mother who has already been a mother performs at yoshada that anubhav cannot be substituted by anything because so the expression grows and develops over time so uh, i feel that as you grow your expressions comes more naturally and it becomes more part of yourself and that's why you can be more honest yourself you know and as a 13 year old might be very good in performance on the nritya piece of it may not be able to express the same way as a 25 year old person could just because of the experiences that person would have had over the time so i feel age matters um so you need to be at least uh, at least to uh, a uh, 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 i would say 
12th grade or higher to have a good expression, a good level of expression. Of course, there are legends who did beautifully at an age of nine or 10 as well. Hmm. And there are some kids who are born actors hmm. and they would really put it off. But uh, to my experience, that maturity comes in um, after age of 16 or 17, around that time. Mm-hmm. That's been my experience. But again, there are tons of dancers, uh, young artists who are born with those qualities and you cannot, and they just pick it up. Hmm. Understood. So a lot of it has to do with age and just kind of what you have inherently as well. And then experience. And experience. Hmm. Understood. And like when it comes to like say your life, Moshavindi, what kind of role a role do you think has Kathak played in it? In my life? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think my very nature because um, I started learning as a five-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, as I learned from my gurus, that played a very important role in my personality development, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having the rehas. having forced and in the beginning by my Mm -hmm. mother saying that you need to practice at home otherwise you won't be able to go to the next class and to perform right right and the same thing is required while studying as well (laughs) and then um so do you remember being five and being forced by your mother because five because like a lot of people not forced but forced for rehas right no kid likes to practice at home for an hour i practice for 10 minutes and i've done my practice right Mm -hmm. why should i practice for an hour so it's and so it's it's not like my mom would force me to do it because yeah. my mom put me there because she saw that I like dancing. Makes sense. But uh, but then there's a piece that my mom had to uh, work with me in the first one two years, right? Because mm. I'm a kid at that point, and I wouldn't necessarily learn. And the way it worked was um, it was a commitment not only from me but also from my mother to to help me to learn this art form because. Mm-hmm. At my teacher's place where I used to go to learn, um, it used to be first we go there, it was a three hours lesson, right. and then come back. And my and the parents would be sitting out there doing nothing, but mm-hmm. just observing. You know, it's a, it's a time commitment for the, my mom too at Absolutely. that point. And then um, and then after coming back home, what did I learn and how do I practice? And and there also she helped me definitely. So, so initially it was, it had to be a routine to be built up, right? As a kid. And at that point, the kid doesn't know better. And that's where the mom comes in to play the role to help get the discipline in. Mm-hmm. So that definitely helped me in my own life overall. That's just one example. Not the same. Um, getting this Thai bhav. How do you express yourself? What is how Thai? Do I, um, thai is one of the expressions, one of the emotions so in Natya Shastra, you have four big powers, uh, emotions that are defined. So Anubhav is example, one of them. Thai is one of the other expressions, which basically the permanent emotions in you, how do you express them? Whether it's in dance, whether it's in a personal setting, whether it's in a work setting. And I think just practicing that from an age of a nine, 10 year old to now has really helped me just to manage who I am right? How do I express myself? Um, the various bhavs that, that gets captured in Thai all the way from love, amusement, anger, disgust, all the emotions that you can think of, all the navar, you hear navrasas, right? It's, it's, in, it's an inculcation of, of Thai bhav into the navrasa. 
So, so all of that together made me who I'm today. And my confidence also comes from Kathak because mm-hmm. as a kid, I'm, I, I was, I, over the years, I had to perform in different places in front of my Guruji, in front of my Guruji's Guruji, in for giving the exams in front of the examiner, giving um, presentations, uh, performing for competitions. So that develops your confidence over the time. So, mm-hmm. so I think it has overall shaped my personality, my um, my um, way of thinking when I act to a problem mm-hmm. to some aspect, and also um, what who I am. So, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 overall. Yeah, I think when you said it is who you are, is a great way to like kind of encompass it. Yeah, and. Since you mentioned your Guruji, I think it would be a good time to discuss it. But you uh, like would love to know about like your training that you that you've done with your gurus and what, what is your what are you doing right now as well in terms of training? Absolutely. So I am a student of Kathak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started my journey as I said at a very young age. Um, I started my journey in Kolkata, but then my dad had to transfer. So then I moved to Mumbai. Mm. And after moving to Mumbai, I started learning from Asha Dedulkarji. She was a student of Gopitishnanji. Mm. Um, so I got uh, opportunity to learn from her and go to his car institute. So um, learning from her was uh, learning the foundation of Kathak. So learning the footwork, right? The basics of footwork of tal, tin, tal, um, tate, theta, tat, tat, whatever you whatever you want to learn from toras, tukras, to all the way to expressions. What I was talking about, and so the the three elements, right? Nritta, nritta, and nritya. Mm-hmm. So she helped me to learn all the three elements together. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, unfortunately, after Gopi Krishnanji passed away, and then she she had to move from where I where she was teaching him close to my house. Yeah. I um, I started learning from a new teacher, um, uh, and she, her name is Rajeshi Shirkeji, and uh, she again was a fabulous dancer um, in Mumbai again. Um, and then that's where the transition happened for me to move from Banaras Ganara to the. Um, the Lucknow Gharana kind of a com- combination of it. Right. So that's why my style is kind of a combination as a result. Mm-hmm. And there I, 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 I had to reset some of the various techniques because every Guruji has got a different style and the Gharanas are different. So the styles also changes drastically, right? True, true. Um, so, so that's where I inculcated some of the Hastas from the Lucknow Gharana mm-hmm. and then some of the free spins and chakras from the Banaras Gharana. So I have a combination okay. of both that that you would see if, uh, in one of my, any of my presentations. Mm. Um, so, um, and then, um, so that was my journey of learning. And, um, and then eventually uh, during my undergrad, I had to stop my, um, my uh, preparation for uh, future exams. And that's where um, I had a break for a couple of years. And after coming to US, um, starting with my master's, I got married, started my master's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, uh, towards the end, when I got settled from a career perspective, I said, okay, now I, I can refocus um, on dance. So I started collaborating with, with dancers here in town, mm-hmm. uh, in, in Indiana, where I am here today. And uh, along with that, I started learning from um, Achana Joglekadidi and um, doing workshops as feasible with various artists. 
understood and so coming to the present since you like uh, if you're learning now say since you've already been learning for all these years when you learn now what does that look like without another so um again uh so this learning is for myself hmm. is is to uh get in better discipline for myself mm-hmm. to continue the journey that i had begun to perfection pieces mm-hmm. uh in in different tals okay. to per, to uh, to capture the essence of things that i had learned as a kid and and just to inculcate those 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 techniques you know better and improve upon them because um i mean our legends our legends of kathak mm-hmm. uh, they are called the legends because they have done the same move thousands of times to begin with so mm-hmm. I, I, as a kid when i started the journey um what i did footwork for the first two years mm-hmm. in 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 india where in mumbai where i was learning yeah we were not allowed to learn hastal for the first two years wow. we did only footwork so was However, the entire class just footwork then just footwork we okay. just did footwork and the way we start is we just work on syllables tat tat diga diga okay and you just do those footwork maybe for for 6 months hmm so that's how you started so i had a question on that so if you're like 5 or 6 years old and if the entire class is footwork how do they keep the children engaged or what was it the mentality back then cuz it wasn't as challenging as today first okay. to begin with because okay, today okay. the kids have much more exposure to social media as a kid mm. i didn't have a smartphone in my hand right. i didn't have the medium of knowing all the different kind of genres of music in my hand mm. so so it was fairly simple but it was discipline and structure and they told us that you mm. have to first practice your footwork you have to demonstrate that you can do this at this pace and and in different styles and lies and and mm. and we said yes we were okay. dedicated students we didn't ask questions and we we said okay we'll do this okay and that's what but today the kids will not mm. at least here is my I, I, i mean they will get it's very monotonous right 1 2 3 4 1 2 3 4 right and 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 getting that you know how is the sound you won't get on the first day on the second day the significance of the sound for each syllable mm. um, i mean so those things don't come to the kids really necessarily as as perfect as it would come then because um that much of effort was given and and, and this is just my example but i'm mm-hmm. saying my le- the legends that i'm talking about they have done for 5 6 years that format mm. they they are perfectionists they are called the gurus they are called the legends because they have invested that more time i have an invested uh one full two two full five full years just doing one hasta mm. while they have done that so so that's why you know i need that that learning even today i need that help even today to continue to, per- to improve myself and to continue to learn even more than that i have either learned and forgotten or i've not learned or i have missed out opportunities on mm. understood and when it comes to say perfecting what you know since you kind of touched upon that so say when you if there's a composition you learned before and you're revisiting that now can you give us an example of something you revisited and you found new things about it or how do you how do you revisit what does the process look like for you 
Right. And it's, and it's also a personal journey. It doesn't have to be with anybody. It, it yeah. can be done even in my basement when I'm doing my rehas. Mm-hmm. So, um, um, so it's like ginti ke bol. Simple ginti ke bol. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, learning, as a child when I learned it, mm-hmm. it was like start with a, uh, you know, just tihai, a CD tihai, and you'll go, ek do tincha pache satat, ek do tincha pache satat, ek do tincha pache satat, ek do tincha pache satat dhaap. And you would do it, right? Over the years, I as I've worked with my gurus, I've learned that, okay, why not you now add a different character to it, like a different story, make a story out of it. So here in, uh, here in, a deer, we could be doing a it's going drinking water. And then the next round is it looking for the predator. So, so, you know, finding myself in my own pieces that I have learned from gurus and then improving from learning from other gurus. How do I improve that piece mm-hmm. is what I'm looking at. I've learned some beautiful pieces and I learned this probably as a nine-year-old. Um, uh, it's called so there's a kathak piece it's a tukra it's called kavit and this is kind of the um styles uh, from again from uh, banaras grana uh, so i would think um, like janki prasad ji our founder of of kathak of banaras grana sorry mm-hmm. uh, then put, put, portrayed these stories a lot of kavits were put together and one of the kavits that i really loved uh, was like this chun chun chana nana so a piece like this has stuck to me for all my life till today just because um of its intricacies right and I, when I was a kid, I was learning this. I didn't have the bhav that we were talking about. I didn't mm. have the expression. And then over time, I've been working and improving the expression to the same piece. And then how do I take the extra time to do, show my hand, the gesture mm. that I, I learned from, from, from the you know, Lucknow Gharana of, of the delicacy of my hand gestures? How do I improve that in that same piece? Mm. So, so, so that's what I talk about. When I talk about perfection, that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't have to be on, on something learning a new thing, but the new learnings I can inculcate and bring it back to, to my roots, what I have learned. Understood. And I think you did a great job of elucidating that with the examples <laughs> you showed as well as to how it adds nuance to it. And I guess Mufti, the next thing I want to ask you is when it comes to, you said, you said you're a student of Kathak. And one thing I want to discuss is like, say what a mindset of a student should be like, what makes for a good student of Kathak. I'm a bad student of Kathak because I don't give that much of time. I'll okay. say that first. But, but that's uh, just you having self-awareness, right? That is self-awareness because that's I'm not able to just do justice being a student of Kathak as okay. much as I want just because I have a career, I have a toddler, I have to give the time. Mm-hmm. And um and and then I, and then there's a dance piece to it. So I would love to give the the idle time, which I'm not able to give today, that I tell to my my kids whom I teach or anybody mm-hmm. whom I, I give advice to. Right. Um, so ideally, as a student of Katha, mm-hmm. Rihas is very important. That's mm-hmm. the key. You need to make practice for what you have learned. And that's the first thing I told you over my mom helping me, developing that, inculcating that with me. Yep. 
you can learn from the best of the best teachers, but if mm-hmm. you don't practice and and inculcate that into a habit or in, into um, into your personal routine, you will not be able to display that piece that. Um, whether it's a nitya piece, natya piece, or it's a uh, nitya piece, whichever it is. So um, I think rehas practice, practice mindset is key. Starting with every day, 15 minutes slot, just doing on a weekend doesn't work. I think, and, 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 and that's why I'm saying, and I'm, and, and, because, and I'm saying that is because I'm a bad student is because I get time only on the weekend hmm. right now. Because I have an eight to five job. I have a kid to take care with work from home. I have sometimes kid with me. So I have to catch up on work job. And then I have house job as to take care, right? So at the end of the day, I, a lot of the days I don't have any time. I'm just exhausted. Even though I want to dance, I don't make time. So weekend is when I get time. But sure. but ideally as a student of Kathak, just doing it weekend is not good enough. You sh- you, the mindset needs to be every day have 15 minutes, start with 15 minutes, mm. just 15 minutes time. And, and then just stick to the 15 minutes and see how long can you stick to like a routine. And then probably you can increase it by, by, you know, to 30 minutes and that's good enough. And then weekend, you have a sufficient deserving time based on what you're learning to, you know, keep improving. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for sharing that. And um, the next thing I want to get to is see, like, see your collaborations, whether that's with other musicians, other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like? Well, can you give us some examples, some anecdotes from there? Sure. I have been blessed to find uh, the best of best in my in my co-circle of collaborators. So mm. um, I didn't do a lot of collaboration before coming to the US. Right. I performed with my Guruji's group. So that's so there wasn't really a collaboration need for me. A platform because I didn't need to find a platform to perform to express mm. myself. Right, Guruji always had a place, even though I was not a student directly. I could still participate with her to keep myself connected. Right. But um, after coming to US, I was by myself in this small town in Indiana, and uh, then I had the need to find collaborators. Where where is the stage opportunity available for me to you know connect with the audience and perform? And, and what subjects, on what subjects and when. True. And that's where I found um, multiple collaborators, primarily though through other dance forms. Okay. Um, so I initially I had a very good Bharatanatyam co-dancer friend in town and we started making projects, doing fusions mm. in the sense of not me picking up her style and trying to not do Kathak in my style, but trying to do Kathak in Bharatanatyam style. No, that's not, that's not fusion. Um, fusion means I still stick to my dance style, to my, to Kathak's base roots, to Kathak's style, but uh, integrating that with the other dance forms. And that's where I had the strong friend uh, uh, in Bharatanatyam who uh, we both collaborated together on multiple projects through the years. Um, her name is Mukta Joshi. And mm-hmm. then after that, um, we tried to work with, in town, we have a very strong art circle. And mm-hmm. I've, I've been blessed to have found this um, art circle in town with whom we were able to collaborate mm-hmm. um, because we have Hindustani classical singers. We have amazing uh, tabla players. Um, so we were able to, for Katha, key elements of the instruments we have in town. So we were able to collaborate with them 
um we uh, and did multiple performances so that's how we could collaborate on on multiple fronts in town and then i found uh, another co dancer we found my second kathak dancer in town that was prachi palekar mm-hmm. uh, when she came a few later years later and so i had the opportunity to work with her we worked together on uh shringaras together on hasiyaras together um uh i did tandav with uh, mukta and, and and some of the other co dancers um so we we have done a lot of um projects together over the years and um and then uh slowly uh, with the help of the art circle we had the opportunity to also collaborate on a yearly project okay um and, and then we worked upon that with a theme uh the first year we did that was probably 2014 Mm-hmm. and that was a pure uh nritya aspect of it not much of the music side and that was the first time when we involved all the dancers in town with me from the classical dancing perspective uh to put together uh, uh a show where we focused on our given styles of of classical dancing and then and then also put in our pieces you know what what would what will involve a kathak tarana a thumri uh ras we actually presented the naika hmm. concept through through that that show um so yeah so it, it has been a fabulous journey working with collaborators in short and then that is where also i met anindita di actually yeah. uh eventually um when i found the bengali community in the suburbs you know as i looked around in indianapolis and and for durga pujo again uh, had the opportunity for us working together and uh, do amazing together <coughs> with her her students myself her friends so yeah i'm glad you have that circle around you moshi midi and absolutely from that comes my next question <coughs> uh, when it comes to say collaborators what do you look for in your collaborators what kind of what kind of aspects are you looking for when you want to work with them be on stage you know share that with them um same mindset i need someone who thinks like me okay um flexibility uh since we have i have young kid okay i want to make sure that uh flexibility is a key a lot of time my collaborators um uh we are working on zoom we are working on some online platform true to prepare until we have the complete structure together then we come together for practicing mm-hmm. um and the quality is definitely um punctuality because we want to make sure that we have our times uh because all of us have got limited times and schedules right makes sense um I think those are the key and unfortunately I I never had to worry about it because each one I met already had all these three qualities that I that that are most important for me to collaborate upon and and they and they're all very serious about what they do so um so those were three main things I was looking for and I have been successful I have never had an issue until today so mindset flexibility and punctuality understood and uh, like do you have any anecdotes or stories to share from the stage behind the scenes on there something like that behind the scenes it's always crazy right um i mean uh, before every performance i get cold feet i get nervous even today uh, and especially after covid uh, i mean i haven't performed for my personal reason and because of covid in the last couple of years 
Um, so I went on stage last year um, after a break of three or four years. I, mm-hmm. I it's not I'm, I was dancing in my basement, but I haven't gone on stage in public. So, sure. um, so uh, you're always nervous, but you, whether it was that performance or any other performance, uh, the first thing I do before going on stage is on the way I'm getting ready, I'm going to the dance show, talk to my mom, because okay. she is my inspiration. She is why I learned Kathak, and hmm. uh, she's why um, it helped me to be part of me. So talking to my mom on the way or or, or that morning, getting ready. Hmm. Um, then in the backstage, all friends, all the collaborators holding hands, and we do a small prayer, a small cheer oh. together for a good concert. Um and then, yeah, just the laugh, the last minute, uh, you know, fixes. Um, and then, uh, you know, last minute, anything that changes, if it's a live performance, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of things are not necessarily in our hand, necessarily. The instruments, the music, and the tal changes. Cool. And then how we connect with each other on stage to make sure that we are filling in the right, uh, you know, gaps. or um, so, so we kind of... Uh, just talk through that before and after. And, and sometimes it's hilarious. Sometimes it's like, oh my God, what did I just do? I don't know how I did it, but we did it. Um, so it, it's a lot of cheer. It's like I'm back to a 16-year-old girl, you know, and just being anxious and not knowing what I'm going to do. But I want to make sure that my audience connects, had fun, and enjoyed what I'm trying to do and, and, and got the message or got the story that I was trying to portray, right? And and that's the nervousness that that I that we go through. Hmm. And when it comes to like say pre-stage stuff, I'm very curious. Do you have any pre like a lot of people have rituals, right? Like say some sport, some people in sports try to like like to put on the left sock before the right sock, or they have certain <laughs> like superstitious things which like they do, and because they, they've seen that it doesn't jinx them. But do you have any pre-stage rituals or anything that you do in a certain order that you're very particular about? I, I think just that. talking to my mom is my mom. That's my my one. That makes sense. And so the next thing I wanted to know is like, say, when it comes to doing aligning a cause with Kathak, what kind of causes do you like to align yourself with when you want to spread a message about Kathak? So again, I think Anubhav played a big role. That's the mm-hmm. one of the powers I was talking about right in the beginning. Sure. Um, so um, there is the piece of uh, Anubhav that played a big role, expressions or learning over the years mm-hmm. made me more conscious about my surroundings, True. made me more conscious of who I am or what I've gone through my personal life. Mm-hmm. And how do I share that story or how do I connect with other people in my shoes can also learn from that experience. So I want to use my my learning or my talent or what I, what I can do Okay. For a, for a cause to connect. Um, so whether it be, be women empowerment, mm-hmm. performing for a, a, a music piece on women empowerment for a place where there's a reason to do that work uh, or that work to in, engage people in that workplace or in that environment, in the society, wherever you, you want to think about. So that's one example. Or for a cause uh, to help express learning on a spe- on a specific topic, so that people, when they came to see my performance, they they enjoyed the performance because I narrated about a character through my performance or through my group's collaborators' performances. And then, what's the message? End of the day, that when they leave that place, they take with them, 
and and that's what i'm trying to share now through my journey going forward so that i can connect with people not just on you know a, a, a beautiful abstract kathak performance saying that hey these people put together a kathak performance um and that was interesting to see how how indian culture is and how uh, how this indian classical dance is but also take back with them what uh, why would did that show happen why did they present this this dance form uh, so that dance form was done for a, to support a particular cause not necessarily because i i did and show the cause but i spoke took the time to break down in between and sh- and share the cause that i would like to support and ask the audience because that's a big place where i can connect with my audience to share that why a given cause um, whether it be women empowerment whether it be another definition that i'm trying to define there why is it so important for them to understand and help other community because i think as an individual through life experience there is an there is a moral responsibility and a social responsibility of helping my current immediate neighborhood as well mm-hmm. and that is where i'm looking for i always look for opportunities now is where can i perform and then what's the message that i'm supporting when i'm performing this understood and since you mentioned community um when it comes to understanding what your community needs or what are the wants of it or how you can serve them what is your process of getting to know the people around you so i think that's your network mm-hmm. and i so i am a engineer i work for cummins and i have a great support from uh, from my leaders my peers mm-hmm. and um i get to know about a lot of thing that's happening around me from that's one way mm-hmm. the other way is my personal network yeah of my friends and peers and colleagues staying in town mm-hmm. and knowing about what's happening in town from them and then we have our various community um, engagement platforms um in town whether that be through a book reading club whether that be through uh a friends played it kids played it together club you know or it, it through be an art circle that i have in town mm. so so i have multiple different venues where we come to hear different approaches and different activities that's happening throughout the year and gotcha. that's where we get connected that's within the city and then again outside the city in different parts of the country in us i have now friends who have moved to different parts of the country through work through different reasons mm-hmm. and then we get to know from them as well and they collaborate with me as well um so it's it's it has expanded now rather than you know just staying within our town hmm. understood so you talked about your own community you talked about all possible like kind of avenues where people essentially gather and your professional network and um yeah that thank you for sharing that and when it comes to say figuring out if a call, like have you been able to figure out what causes are you attracted to or when you're trying to evaluate an existing cause whether that's appeals to you or not what's your process of evaluating that or, or i'm very passionate way? about kids mm-hmm. so i'm involved or, or i'm more ready to get involved if you want to share a message for a kids wellbeing for a kids uh, education and and development um and then for a uh, uh for a medical cause uh with uh, especially with um, foundations like riley's foundation aspect 
So uh, that's my uh, first point of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, when I look at causes today, but that doesn't take care of other things, right? In COVID situation, a lot of people lost homes, a lot of their earning hood, they had to, uh, so so there, there are multiple places that we um, do food drives and, and activities to help as well, right? So, okay. so it doesn't have to be uh, just that, just uh, kids, but um, I'm connected with uh, causes in our to- town where um, there is um, a, a to better upliftment of women that's mm. needed in those causes as well. Because I think that's even today in 2022, there's a need for that, unfortunately. Um, so, so just being connected there or just being a listening ear, a friend, mm-hmm. and how, however we can support to the year is something that I try to work towards. And, and that's where when there's an NGO or an organization that comes in to connect to say that we need to probably do a group um, presentation or where we could influence, that's where I, I try to bring in my passion, my art form into play, to share the message through a song, through a music piece, through um, the nritya aspect or the natya aspect, the bhavas, mm. connect. Understood. No, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. It really helped, like those examples really help put into perspective. And just the next thing I want to discuss is like say teaching, you are like, so you are a student of Kathak, but I would want to know like, uh, just some things about what is your teaching style like and what has your teaching practice been what is it yeah. now where do you, if you want to take it so just want to mm-hmm. some so firstly I want to improve my teaching style I want okay. to get to a place where I can dance myself every day okay <laughs> that's but but uh, my teaching style is uh, it's a little different from kids versus adults mm-hmm. because uh, it, it's it's some way easier with adults because adults would understand um most of the adults today who would come to me for learning, they are into fitness. They understand the need for a particular exercise routine in their in their life. Um, they are introduced to aspects of yoga. Mm-hmm. So when I'm starting standing in Utpatti, for instance, yeah. it's very easy to explain to an adult how mm-hmm. do you need to stand. You know, mm-hmm. when I say stand straight, it's like people can stand in a marching position. But that's what happens with kids the first time you need to stand straight. Mm. But then when it comes to an adult, you can explain them that pinch your rotatory cuff. So when you pinch your rotatory cuff and you stand in Utpatti, you automatically get to your position that you want to get to. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you, how do you weigh, how, where do you put your weights on? So mm. you can explain that very easily to an adult when you're doing that versus when you're doing with a child. With a child, the approach is very different because mm. from what I learned, because again, as I explained, the social media was very different. The, the exposure to the kids was very different. You have mm. to keep kids more involved today um, than how I had learned in, in the traditional setting. Mm-hmm. So when I'm teaching the same thing to kids, I have to talk about, um, I mean, I have to make a story mm. to get them connected, like a five or six, not a, uh, so I don't take, I won't teach or I won't, try to do a choreography with less than a five-year-old firstly because they because yes. because they won't necessarily understand to follow a routine right to, mm. or to follow a particular series of steps or actions firstly and I try not to teach hastas too many as well mm. because the, the two things that you want to learn as a kid is how do you do utpatti and how do you do naman so these are two positions that we would begin with and then how do you balance your weight? Because kids are holding these hands and they're like, oh, my hands are hurting now. 
So, so, so uh, <laughs> you know, those basic things that you have to remember. Then, mm-hmm. um, just doing a hasta, for example, you know, any kind of madhya hasta or chakra that you're teaching to the kids. I teach them like, come, give me food. Don't give me any. I'm going home. So you couldn't see half of my hand, but um, it's like I have to make a story. Yep. When I'm uh, so that they know when the tala is going down versus when I'm when I want to pull and how do I want to pull it, right? You know, the kids will be like, I can take out my hand out like this. I can just take my hand like this. Like so, I have to make a story. Tell them how do I need to pull my hand. Mm. So versus I don't have to do this with an adult. If I show my adult, just stretch and pull your hand like that, it would be fairly close and then I can correct it. Mm. So, so, so the style, the required style to teach a kid versus an adult is definitely very different uh, in my uh, choreography experiences so far. Um, but but it's, it's super fun because kids are so innocent, right? Um, working with kids makes me feel like a kid and I, that's why I, 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 I love and enjoy working with kids because uh, they got their innocence with them and they will ask you so many questions and that makes you think right the perfection mm. so some of those perfection questions also comes because I'm learning from the kids it makes sense <laughs> so uh, why are we doing this tihai why are we doing repetitions of this all the time why are we um so one, one thing that I get asked about jati by my kids all the time, that why I have to do uh, the jati of three, you know, uh, like the tishra jati this way, why, why, why are we not doing jati of six? Why are we not doing jati of eight? Uh, so, so those questions would come and then I would have to, have to have, make sure I know an answer to give them. And also discipline myself to make sure when I, when I taught a choreography piece, uh, remember how I did that choreography piece myself, right? Because I need to mm. make sure I will do, um, do that n number of times. Understood. So what is the answer to that question? Sorry? Like, what is the answer to that question? Why do you do Jati so three, oh. not six? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so my story is that, um, so... What is Jati? First, explain what is Jati. So that's basically a, a syllable of bowls in mm. one unit, in one measurement that we are learning. And then, uh, then the different uh, percussionists have are, 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 uh, are gurus, in, mm. uh, are experts in bowls. They have helped to put together uh, different combinations of bowls in that one unit. So that, that's what the Jati uh, is. Uh, so that's where the bowl Jati came into existence. And in that bowl jati, when I when we say so, there, it starts with three, uh, then you have four, and then you have five. Uh, that is the um, khanda jati, mm-hmm. and then you have seven and nine, and mm-hmm. then six. Three plus three is six. So it's a mm-hmm. it's it, so kathak is kind of a dance of numbers, right? So you it have adds to, up to it, yeah. Yeah, it, everything has to adds up to it, and then um, four plus four is eight. So that, that's why you don't see those diff- other variations, uh, those two numbers not being there documented because you can already represent them in those different kinds. Hmm. So, so that's my answer to them when they, when they asked me the first time. Okay. Um, but yeah, it, it's always fun because you have to keep thinking about of all the various things that they could ask about <laughs> when they're doing a choreography. Yeah, that makes sense. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, if you have the base numbers, then they add up to everything else. 
and yeah thank you for answering I, that I, question and and thank you for your student for asking you that question <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the best part is i would like to add one more thing is that the fun of, of kathak a lot of kids that i have learned have enjoyed it because they love mathematics mm. and everything that we do is kind of a summation in some format and mm. when the kids are learning one way one more place where they get excited is it oh it, it's a times it's a table 16 times 16 oh yeah i i know the 16 table i know the 20 table i know the 11 table and this summation becomes this yeah so they get very excited about the and that's what kids i've seen i i have had many kids who have been interested just because of the correlation with mathematics that they learn in the school uh and so they find another way of expressing numbers understood i think i only learned the tables till 12 and then <laughs> I was on a quiz show, and then they asked a question about thirteen or something. I didn't know the answer, but <laughs> side note. So I guess looking at everything that we wanted to discuss, Moshmiti, it looks like we covered everything we wanted to. So coming to my final question, Moshmiti, just wanted to know, like, if you can tell us a little bit about your future project, what what do you plan to work on in the future, and just yeah, that. So uh, my future project. Um, so I'm a little uh, in the planning stage of my future project. Mm-hmm. Um, uh since i have a two and a half year old i'm waiting for my kid to be three for me to get started on some workshops that i would like to do um uh, and then uh uh look at certain nritya elements mm. um so that's that's the one that i'm trying to plan towards right now um uh, just to help myself and mm. um uh for the workshop of folks who would be interested in so um and just get connected because uh doing and then try i'm looking at collaborations again this year with, with my friends that i know my peers uh around me um to again to plan for a cause so so that's another project that's upcoming this year that i'm looking forward to hmm got you so best of luck with the workshop and collaborations thank you and yeah just to recap we i think uh, you talked about perfecting what you know and you gave us some beautiful examples there you talk we discussed a very interesting question on what your students ask which i didn't know myself talked about your teaching styles you talked about your and how a student should be and i think what one my my favorite things in this interview has been like the examples you've given i think they really illustrate your point as well so yeah thank you so much for coming on really appreciate thank it thank you for have and giving me the opportunity Thank you.